Ali, it's so good to have you on the podcast today. And, you know, we're going to be sharing this podcast with all the ESPID members and the ESPID network. And I'm really, really pleased that we have Oliver Stevenson from Life Kitchens joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you, Grant. So, Oli, we're sort of on the cusp of, uh, you know, showrooms reopening, um, brands yeah. back to work, the design world, the, the cogs are starting to turn. Um, you know, how have you found business over the last few months? What, what have you seen happen to your sector? Um, a huge amount of change, really. So, um, obviously, the country, as we, we know it, has stopped and had to, um, to rethink and diversified to adapt to a new normal. Um, and for us as a relatively new business, it's been pretty tough. Uh, you know, we spent we spent the past two years building a business up from nothing to be to be at the point of um, sustained growth and success, which it which it it, it is at and, and you know and was at. Um, but then to face this considerable speed bump in the road um, and to have a huge amount of um, constraints and rules about what we can, what we can and can't do has has been um, has been testing um, and actually you know we're we're we're, we're talking SPID now um, I read an interesting article by Charu Gandhi um, and she you know, I know you know her well mm. um, and and I think she put a, a positive spin on um, on what is going on at the moment because i do believe all with amongst all the negatives there's a huge amount of positive she said the list of negatives is long but one of the striking positives has been a burst of creativity and i have to wholeheartedly agree with that statement i think if you spend too much time focusing on the negatives um it, it's a it's a slippery slope and it, and it clouds the judgment looking forward to coming you know to, to, to regen re, restarting the business off the back of this um I mean, there's two points that I kind of want to just pick up on there quickly. Yeah. Well, have you, you know, you're a new business. You're still yeah. finding your way. You're still building those, those sort of trade systems within your yeah. company. You know, have there yeah. been any learnings, opportunities, or anything that you think is going to fundamentally change the way that your business has been run? Yes. Um, you know, yeah. we set up our business uh, to... Uh, to offer something more than just the usual kitchen showroom experience. So, you know, it, we wanted to create a business that covered all avenues of customer interaction. Um, so when we set it up, our aim was to create a fresh approach to selling kitchens, you know, via a, a, an exciting brand proposition, a, a different retail experience, um, all very much designed and inspired to suit the end consumer. Um, but with our, with our showroom at the heart of that, um, and obviously with people not being able to visit our showroom for a two month period, um, we have had to adapt ways of engaging with a customer, um, you know, virtually. So we took the decision to try and move the majority of what we were doing um, online. Um, so, you know, we have been promoting online consultation appointments. We have, with our software provider, um, looked at, um, uh, 4D virtual reality mock-ups of our kitchen sets in Waterloo that we we have included in our brochure and emailed out to our trade clients as well as consumer clients for them to actually interact with 
um, the showroom. Yeah. Um, we also initially, when when things were really bad from a COVID perspective, we had to change the stance of our marketing. Um, yeah, we felt quite uncomfortable going out with the hard sell during a time of crisis. You know, it mm -hmm. was it was frowned upon. Um, yeah. But the, the the predicament was that we really needed to still reassure our customers that we were still very much open for business and that, but we're sensitive to the situation and the challenges. So, you know, we removed most of the selling messaging um, and we started moving more towards uh, inspiration to try and keep our customers engaged. Um, so, you know, inspiration from the new imagery, more lifestyle focused content, um, you know, uh, the, 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 the way that we, the way that we're putting our messaging out on social media, um, the fact that we are donating 10% uh, of a sale to, to the NHS, um, you know, those, those types of messages to try and stay as relevant as possible. Mm. I mean, you know, exactly, as you're saying, and we, we've seen this, uh, you know, from my perspective on social media, we've seen this change, this huge change in the conversation becomes mm. so much more personable and you know people are wanting to connect on on video people are wanting to you know e even if the design is being done you know online or virtually or whatever you call it there's yeah. this, there's this um sort of deeper connection that people have wanted through it which has been quite interesting and you also sort of talk about um you know the fluidity of how you've had to make your communications quite, yeah. quite fluid during yeah. this it would be very interesting moving forward and I'd be interested in your opinion on this, how you yeah. think that would change. Do you think you'd go back to a message that's slightly more harder sales orientated or do you see a benefit from it being a little bit more personable? I think, I think that um, there obviously always needs to be an element of, of selling. It's, it's at the core of, of, of business, but I, I think that the way that COVID is, is, has changed um, the world um, will have an effect for, for I think the rest of certainly the rest of my business life. And I, I think that the messaging, um, will remain at a similar, similar level, you know, personable, um, we're an approachable brand. We want to be seen as a, a conscientious and approachable brand. Mm. Um, so I, I think not just for us, but for everybody that there, there will be big, you know, big changes going forwards. Um, in terms of, how I think our industry will change. Um, uh, I think it'll be, uh, I think that in terms of um, online, there'll be, I actually think that, 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 that um, there will be an increase um, and a boost to online presence within the older generation. Having had a number of people sitting at home with not much else to do, I think that there will have been a new demographic that, that, that has been born in the older generation who are, who are more eager to interact um, virtually. Um, I, think that I think the renovation sector could see a, an increase um, with homeowners' eagerness to make changes to their home after spending so long staring at the same four walls. And, and actually, we're starting to see that already drip through um, in terms of, 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 of people booking consultations in the showroom. Um, you know, there's, 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 uh, I think there will be a, a, 
a long period of uncertainty. Um, but we are, like I said, we are seeing glimpses of excitement and positivity at what the future could hold. Um, and I think it's just about trying to stay as relevant as possible in order to entice people to, uh, to visit us, to interact with us, um, and ultimately to buy from us. I think, you know, throughout this whole conversation, we've been talking about change and being able to change and being aware of what is going on, how the conversation has shifted, when you can sort of shift to a new conversation. And, you know, that is being able to change um, is being able to easily adapt and change is a hallmark of modern business practice, really. Do you think that there are you know if if a business at the moment if a business owner is listening to you at the moment mm. and thinking you know how do i approach change how do i approach change in my organization yeah. um i mean ollie you've been faced with major changes in your yeah. the last few months how did yeah. you approach that and how did you know what is the right change to make for this business it must have been really really tough can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Because I think a lot of business owners are listening to this saying, okay, it's great that you've changed, but how did mm. you get to that point? Yeah. Well, I think, um, like you say, it has been very tough. Um, and one of, our, one of the biggest challenges that we, uh, we had to overcome was um, the fact that in the lead up to the total lockdown of the country, we were actually in the process of launching our new products so it would have been the biggest event since our opening three events uh, across three evenings a trade event a press event and a consumer event um you know we we had installed eight new looks uh into the showroom eight new sets uh we had a new brochure in development we had updates to the website um ironically updates to the showroom um and actually the the installation was due to complete the week before uh, the country was sent into lockdown. So we had to make last minute changes and react to the situation whilst trying to be as proactive to what was happening around us as possible. Um, so we, you know, we took the decision uh, to continue with our product launch, but to move everything to an online platform. Uh, so we have uh, the brochure as an online version, uh, new photography that was due to feature in the, in, in the printed brochure was then pushed to pushed heavily on social media. Um, we developed ways of sitting online consultations and appointments. I already mentioned the, the, the 4D virtual reality mock-ups that we developed. Yes. Uh, we had to change our approach with the press. Um, you know, as you'll know, most consumer magazines are on long leads. Mm. Uh, so in order to secure coverage for Q4 onwards, we needed to continue as though it was business as usual, um, but keep the content fresh. Uh, and lead with a strong story and a positive message. So we changed our messaging quite quickly. Um, and as I said, we, we, we changed our approach, but we are lucky to be part of a, of a larger uh, group organization um, that is very you know, diverse, has a strong and robust infrastructure. We have extremely passionate staff um, who had a willingness to temporarily change our normal um, and also the skills to the skills to back it up. So there was a real there was a mindset change that needed to happen internally. But I think you know the staff that that, that work for us um, and the infrastructure and the support that we have really stepped up to the uh, stepped up to the challenge. And um, 
you know, instead of instead of looking at the negatives, looked at the positives, and I think that's a huge that's that, that, that's a huge um, uh, hugely positive way of, of approaching this because um, people have reacted very well to to a challenge and stepped up to the mark. Yeah, exactly. Um, and moving forward, where do you? I mean, obviously, the showroom opens on Monday. Yeah only which is which is pretty exciting for you i would imagine because you've got these eight new sets in yes. the showroom and people are going to now start experiencing them uh, in real time which is pretty exciting yeah um, but where do you see uh, how do you see this unfolding over the next few months um i think i think that there's still a long period of uncertainty to come okay. um you know, we 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 see the biggest challenge for us um, to be encouraging people back into public spaces, um, and in order for us to do that, in order for us to get people back in the showroom, um, you know, whether that's trade or consumer or press, mm. we really have to demonstrate that we've got impeccable standards across health and safety, um, and 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 if we can do that, I believe on the whole that they you know they will start to welcome us back in person again. Um, I think we as a company and in fact all companies will have to find new ways to appeal to their audiences um, uh, and I also believe that customers will be willing to seek out um, and support smaller independent businesses rather than you know settle for the bigger conglomerates uh, perhaps which is a good thing for you know small independents yeah. um, uh, and I think that technology will play a big role in the next few months. Um, you know, we, we as a business have never really been afraid of technology. We've embraced it. You know, we are the only showroom in the UK to have a fully interactive four dimensional virtual reality suite. So you can really live and breathe um, the kitchen and really experience it, which obviously ties nicely into our brand values. Mm. But, you know, technology, um, technology is something that I think we are, going to have to um, try and incorporate more, um, particularly outside of the showroom for us. And like you said, you're, you're way ahead of the crowd with, with regards to investment in technology, particularly in the yeah. design sector, you know, and yeah. I think that's, that's quite comforting. I've been into your showroom many times and I've yeah. tried the 4D um, experience out and it's really incredible how you can be virtually play you know you put the goggles on you're placed in the kitchen you can exceed you can see your design i mean you can open and close cupboards and and and, and, yeah. and you know yeah down on your knees and look into look inside and see the shelves i mean it's pretty amazing and yeah. that sort of thing technology i think is quite appealing for people people have all of us people have upskilled digitally mm. i think there's a you know people are no longer you know slightly wary of of, of tech and your offering now you know with this mix of being able to do online consultations come into the store yeah you know it creates a new sales process but it's but it also just means that you've met customers where they are yeah exactly i think for us having a brand with a name like you know live kitchens for a living mm. it, it it has it has to be a fully immersive experience that the, the kitchen to us is the heart of the home um, and I think particularly now more than ever yeah. with families being in lockdown um, and people 
being confined to their houses, you know, they will have congregated in, in their kitchen um, and hopefully found some joy in and amongst all of the, all of the negative um, that, that is out there at the moment, hopefully found some joy and togetherness um, in their kitchen and, 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 and lived and breathed it. And I, I think people will either have, have, have enjoyed that or people will look at it and think, oh, well, we want to change our kitchen and therefore, you know, we, 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 they should be able to then experience it and interact with it in, uh, in more, more than, you know, more than one way. And um, that is something that we feel very strongly about. Um, and in terms of how we might develop that, we, we, I would like to, I would like to look at how compatible our virtual reality is with perhaps, you know, putting it in the customer's home. So, is there a way that we can take that experience to them if they do not feel comfortable coming to us? So, um, I think that's that's the next step. And perhaps we wouldn't have looked at that if it weren't for um, the COVID nineteen. You know the pandemic this experience we've all had i think it's really it has really forced people to think outside of the box um yeah uh and and i think we'll see some big changes across all sectors um you know the way people work the way people the, the messaging they they put forward to the consumer the way people shop um yeah. you know the way people interact so i think there's lots of big changes to come um, and, and hopefully it will be exciting um, and life will, uh, you know, life will develop uh, alongside other brands. Yeah. I mean, we've had many conversations with designers in the trade and architects and, mm. you know, current projects are currently being uh, re rejigged and redesigned, you know, and they and clients are saying, we need dedicated home office areas and our living spaces need to be more lifestyle orientated. We need to be able to yeah. live, uh, you know, in open plan areas or larger spaces in our homes where cooking, eating, um, you know, relaxing, you know, kids uh, playing needs to be more, um, more joined up, more connected. So yeah. There's there's some really interesting opportunities coming forward, and I and I think people's homes are going to look slightly different, um, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I think so, and I, and I think that, um, like I said, the way that people people shop will be different. You know, we we know that bricks and mortar businesses work, and they're very important to the ethos of our business. Having this three and a half thousand square foot showroom, you know, all singing, all dancing showroom. But I think that this this period of, um, of, of reflection um, in lockdown has also shown us, and I'm sure a lot of other businesses, and, 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 and you know, you and I have been discussing this, but shown us that also we can adapt to change to, and, and to situational circumstances to meet the changing demands of our customers. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's probably the key message from uh, today's conversation with, with Ollie is, you know, if you are a business owner and you're, and you're looking at the world at the moment, you, you need to be uh, figuring out how you can change and be flexible and not change. It's not about just changing once and sort of pivoting once and you have a new normal. It's about being fluid moving forward. 100%. I mean, one of, the, one of the biggest learnings I will take forward from this is that you, I'm going to have to ensure that we're never just coasting along um, and that we've got multiple secondary plans and other avenues of exploration in terms of tech or in terms of messaging. Uh, because you don't, you know, nobody saw this coming. This was, this, this is a huge curveball. 
you know it's hopefully it's a once in a lifetime thing um but it's it has certainly shown me the importance of being as fluid as possible and having you know having many irons in the fire yeah excellent well ollie thank you so much for your time today it's been great catching up with you seeing where you're at and and learning from you too thanks grant i really appreciate the time um and i uh, hope uh, that everything is uh, well at your end yep all good thanks bye-bye thank you very much